From the Heritage Foundation, I'm Michelle Cordero, and this is Heritage Explains. Congress returned to D.C. this week, and the House impeachment inquiry is picking up steam with new testimonies. In our final episode of a three-part series on impeachment, our guest today, John Malcolm, says that it's highly likely that the House of Representatives will impeach President Trump, and it could be as soon as next month. Today, Malcolm discusses why in moving forward with this impeachment, Democrats are playing a game of political high-stakes poker. Malcolm is vice president of Heritage's Institute for Constitutional Government and director of the Mies Center for Legal and Judicial Studies. John, you recently wrote that because Democrats hold a comfortable majority of House seats, it's entirely possible, if not likely, that the lower chamber will impeach the president. Do you still believe this will happen? Yes, I do. Uh, I'm not sure it's a great thing for the country, Uh, particularly we're going into an election year, of course, and the the public will have an opportunity to weigh in on what they think of President uh, Trump. But yeah, look, the House under the Constitution has the sole power of impeachment. Uh, It only takes a majority of the members of the House to impeach a president, and I think it is likely – that they will do so. Now, there are a lot of people who think that once you impeach somebody that they are thrown out of office. That is not true. An impeachment is essentially the equivalent of a grand jury returning an indictment and then it all moves over to the Senate for a trial uh, and it takes two-thirds of the senators or 67 senators to actually approve an article of impeachment and remove somebody from office. We've had had two presidents who have been impeached, Andrew Johnson and Bill Clinton – Uh, Yet both of them were acquitted is the official term or not removed uh, by the Senate. So in reports that Heritage has published, I've read that the Senate has no obligation to act on a House impeachment. But I've also read that Mitch McConnell said he has no choice that he'll have to take it up. So so which one is it? Well, under the Constitution, it doesn't. All it says is that the House has the sole power to impeach and that the Senate has the sole power to try impeachments. It doesn't say that they have to. Uh, try impeachments. There are Senate rules, though, that say that if the House makes a referral, that they will have a trial. And I think as a political matter uh, that the country wouldn't stand for the Senate not having a trial of some sort. But the Senate gets to set the rules. They can have a full-blown trial with witnesses and cross-examination that goes on for days, if not weeks, or they can uh, do kind of what the Clinton impeachment trial was like, which is have the House managers who serve as the prosecutors, if you will, uh, come in and do summaries of the evidence as they believe the evidence was on the various articles of impeachment. I think the only witness – there was no live witness during the Clinton impeachment trial. I think they played a an hour or two of a videotape deposition from Monica Lewinsky. Uh, so it, the Senate gets to set the process. The trial might be over in a day or it might go on for a while. But I think that as a practical matter and a political matter that if there is a referral from the House, there will be a trial of sorts in the Senate. And how many votes would they need in the Senate? 67. Uh, and so at the moment, what you have is is 45 Democrats and two independents, Angus King and Bernie Sanders, who typically vote with the Democrats. Uh, so you would need to have at least – assuming that they all voted in favor of convicting 
uh, President Trump, you would need at least 20 Republican senators crossing over to get to the magic number of 67. And that seems unlikely. It seems unlikely based on the evidence uh, that I've seen uh, to date. Of course, you know, there's still taking testimony from different witnesses. I never want to guess ahead of time what facts will be uncovered, but you know, based on, on what's out there, I certainly don't see that happening. And you certainly don't hear anything like 20 senators uh, expressing serious reservations about President Trump and, and threatening to, uh, you know, to actually convict him. So let's talk about fallout. What, what were some of the political consequences for those impeached in the House but not removed um, from office? What happened after Johnson was impeached? Well, he continued to serve out his term. He was a very, very controversial uh, president. I actually think that the the strong argument for impeaching him and convicting him was the fact that he tried to undo Reconstruction, which had begun uh, under uh, under President Lincoln. What he actually got impeached for was violating the Tenure of Office Act. The Tenure of Office Act said that once uh, somebody had been appointed by the president and confirmed by the Senate – that the entire Congress would have to take a vote on whether that person could be removed. Uh, and Andrew Johnson said, nope, don't think so. These are executive branch uh, appointees and I'm going to fire them. And he fired uh, Edwin Stanton, who was Lincoln's secretary of, uh, of war, I believe. Might have been secretary of state, but I think a secretary of war, Edwin Stanton. And that's what got the House and Senate all up in arms. Turns out that history was on Andrew Johnson's side and that the Supreme Court eventually agreed that it was the president's prerogative to fire executive branch uh, appointees. Uh, but that's not at the time how the House and Senate saw it, although Andrew Johnson did survive his Senate trial, but barely. He, he survived by only one vote. And Clinton, looking back after his impeachment, Republicans did not fare well, correct? Look, the Clinton's popularity never fall, fell below 60 percent during the entire impeachment ordeal. The public clearly did not want uh, Bill Clinton to be removed from office, even though – even if they believed that he had lied in a deposition in the Paula Jones matter about his affair with Monica Lewinsky, they just didn't think that was serious enough to warrant his removal uh, from office. There were two articles of impeachment. Uh, against President Clinton, one for obstructing justice, the other for perjury. The obstruction of justice uh, charge only garnered 45 votes. The uh, the perjury charge garnered 50 votes, but it was still well short of the 67 they needed to actually remove him from office. As we talk about impeachment and what the framers of our Constitution intended, I thought this would be a great time to bring up that this year you can give trick-or-treaters the gift of liberty along with their candy by handing out pocket-sized copies of the U.S. Constitution. They're not only $1 each, but they include both the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution. Shipping is free and they arrive in two to six business days. You can order them on shop.heritage.org. That's shop.heritage.org. Okay, now back to our conversation. John, since it's looking like this will happen in the House, if Trump is not removed from office, is there any recourse or does he just have to live with this? Oh, no, he has to live with it. Uh, you know, he can, if he thinks that the Democrats overreached and his supporters think that the Democrats overreached, uh, they can certainly make them pay at the ballot box. Uh, but look, you know, history has now recorded that Bill Clinton and Andrew Johnson were the two presidents who were impeached. And, you know, it's possible that Donald Trump may get added to that list. A lot of people think, by the way, that Richard Nixon was impeached. He, in fact, was not. 
the House Judiciary Committee voted to approve articles of impeachment. It was sent to the full House for a vote. But the day that the House Judiciary Committee approved the articles of impeachment, several influential congressmen and senators went and spoke to President Nixon in the White House and said, look, the votes are there to impeach you and the votes are there to convict you. And he chose instead to to resign the next day. And that cut the process short. You've called impeaching Donald Trump a game of political high stakes poker. What do you mean by that? Well, (laughs) both sides have a lot to lose. If the Democrats, I mean, there's sort of the, you know, the old adage, you're going to shoot at the king, you'd better kill him. Uh, so the Democrats are, are you know, going to, to, I think, impeach the president. It's only happened, as I said, twice before in our nation's history. There are roughly 63 million people who voted for Donald Trump who are probably going to be upset uh, about this. And if the public thinks that this was an unfair process, uh, they will make the Democrats pay in the same way that the Republicans paid after the Clinton uh, impeachment. You know, on the other hand, uh, if there's more evidence that gets uncovered, or people really believe that that President uh, Trump is uh, a corrupt president, uh, then he may get uh, removed. And if, if he doesn't get removed, if the public becomes convinced, well, maybe there wasn't enough to remove him from office, but we still don't like him, you know, he may not get reelected next year. I saw this could happen in the House. The impeachment as soon as Thanksgiving. That soon. Well, you know, rumors in Washington are a dime a dozen. You've, I've heard that. I've heard that they'd like to take a vote by Thanksgiving, if not by Thanksgiving, by Christmas. I initially thought that they would try to drag this out as long as possible uh, and make it an election issue, but it seems not. It seems that they want to try to get this over with quickly. And if you know they take a shot at them and they and they miss, they want to have time to try to regroup <laughs> and uh, and improve their electoral prospects in 2020. And of course, if they take him out, that will uh, that will upset the entire balance in terms of going into the election. Last question, John, you know a lot about this. You've been in this town for a while. How big of a deal is this? Oh, it's a big deal. I mean, impeachment is is a rather radical Remedy. So, you know, we have other countries that can decide that they no longer like a president or they disagree with his policy choices. And in parliamentary systems, they can take a no confidence vote. And if somebody loses a no confidence vote, they're immediately removed. We do not have a parliamentary uh, system in this country. If you don't like somebody, either for personal reasons or if you don't like the policy direction in which they're taking uh, the country, uh, then we wait for the next election for the citizens of this country to voice that disapproval. We remove people from office if we think that they are really dangerous uh, and and are abusing their office or engaging in outright criminality and are so dangerous that we can't keep them in office for another minute. Uh, And that's really what an impeachment process is designed to do. And so that is what the House will be expressing, that they consider President Trump, not that they don't like him or don't like his policies, but they consider him to be you know, a, a really dangerous person who cannot afford to be – we can't afford to keep him in office uh, anymore. We've only had in this country 19 people have been uh, impeached. There have been 17 trials in the Senate. That's in over you know, almost 250 years. Uh, Ten people were removed, eight by – who were actually convicted, two of whom resigned in the middle of the trial. All of those were federal judges and that's for things like taking you know, bribes and things on, on the bench. Um, you know, we haven't had, uh, as I said, a president removed and so it, it is high stakes poker and we'll see what happens here. Thank you so much. Good to be with you. 
That's it for this episode of Heritage Explains. As always, I'll link to Heritage research on impeachment from Heritage experts Hans von Spakovsky, Thomas Jipping, and John Malcolm, and Heritage's Guide to the Constitution in our show notes. We are done talking impeachment for now, but Tim will be back next week with an all-new explainer. We'll see you then. Heritage Explains is produced by Michelle Cordero and Tim Desher, with editing by Thalia Rampersad. 